All right. Here we go. Everybody's coming on. Come on in. Look at this. Cash call, everybody. Dale Archsegan, Brian Curtis, back for another riveting week. Come on in. Oh, I see some people. Lori Harris is here. We're going to talk about Lori Harris's call. Uh, Brian, remember that call from last week when uh, it was an ISA and I was like, don't make it weird. Don't make the handoff weird. Remember that? That was Lori I Harris. Did. And she sent me another recording afterwards. She was like, yeah, not making it weird actually works. Great advice. Who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Lori. She just, she just slid it right in there. Uh, so yeah, Lori, thanks for, for submitting that. I'm going to, I'm going to get us live into our, uh, smart inside sales, Facebook group. We got a bunch of people on today. So Brian, I got a call from an Alex Montalvo, uh, who said, Hey Alex, he submitted a call, a, um, a Zillow call that he recently did. And I think we can help him with that. And then I also want to say now that we're, now that we're streaming live, um, the call that, uh, so when Lori, when I said, don't make it weird, the handoff, cause she's an ISA, she actually just made it really smooth, rolled right into it, said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to have you meet with my partner. She's a specialist and wherever it is. And just kept on going. There was no issues with it. Smooth as glass. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, we talk about this is funny cause this literally happened this morning on my role play. Yeah. I've got a showing partner. I'm like, stop saying the word showing, just say partner. <laughs> like, you know, and it's a simple thing. And people are like, Brian, you're nitpicking. No, I'm not. Because a showing partner sounds like a less than to me. And or it also sounds like what the hell is a showing partner? Right. You know, just be your partner. Hey, I've got, you know, we're, we're in business. You know, I, I partner with several people in our on our team, in our office, whatever the case may be. That's perfect. No one's going to go. Well, that's really weird. They're going to go. Oh, that makes sense. So, you know, it's just don't just don't get too. Just don't use the word showing. I don't know how I'll say that. It's just that listen, man, I want to address that concept of nitpicking because listen, you and I are both in the business. I mean, you you have an active brokerage. My sole coaching and training, right? My my job is to focus on what gets said, how it gets said, and how it gets received. And you know, when somebody says stop nitpicking, the problem is I hear that too, right? If I hear from somebody, oh, I have this other thing other than me that's going to do some lesser job function than me, it means I've been delegated, right? It means I got the assistant. You know what I mean? I got the part-timer. I got the person who isn't a professional that I can ask questions of. That's what you hear. And that's what consumers hear. And that can screw up the, that can screw up the transition on top of the yeah. fact that, listen, you know, not everybody get not everybody clicks with everybody else. So if I'm talking to somebody, I hit it off. You say language that sells like, sounds like I'm getting delegated to the help, and then I meet them and they're lackluster. Like I just might ghost you. That's where a lot of these. That's what happens when a lot of these buyers uh, or leads ghost our team, these bigger teams, is because it didn't click, and I don't feel well well taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so vital. I can't say that enough. I believe in these models where we're, we're really bringing it down to mastery. I got somebody who shows the property. I got somebody who lead generates. I got someone to convert. I mean, I believe in that mastery. It's, it's hugely efficient and it's helping everybody in the organization have more success. So it's great, but there's pitfalls that come with it. 
And all we have to do is make sure that we're addressing them ahead of time and knowing how to address them. And if we do that, we'll do just fine. So, you know, those of you who are out there going, well, I don't want to do that because of this and this and this, it's just a matter of framing. And that's really all that Dale and I are saying is frame this in a way that makes it feel like a benefit to that buyer or seller. And by the way, I think it is. I really do think it is a benefit. So, you know, it helps that I believe that, but just frame it in a way that makes sense. I can say, hey, I'm going to have this person who's been a real estate agent for three months show you a piece of property because that's their function on our team. And, you know, they're not very good at it yet, but they're going to get better. And, you know, after three more months, we'll let them really work with people. I could say that. Or I could say this on you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or I can say, hey, I've got this guy on our team. He specializes in showing property. Yeah. Well, that's the guy I want. You know, it's the same set of information. I'm just framing it in a way that's beneficial to that client. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to I was going to say, I can. do you have a so that where you where your team is, do you guys have title companies or are you an attorney state? Where we use title companies. Title companies. So this is something I can I can put it in terms that agents can relate to, right? It, I've had this experience with title companies. You ever like you have deals going on with a title company, and you're at some point in the process with the title company, and you feel like you're always emailing the wrong person, right? That person's always like, oh well, I don't handle part A. I only handle part Z. You've got to like email Susie. Oh, okay. Well, now I need to know about part B. Oh, Susie doesn't handle part B. Nope. Sorry. You can't contact me about that. You, I handle part F. You got to go talk to Joe over here. I don't have time to figure out who does what, right? Just get it done. Uh, like that's, that's my problem. That's, that's the thing that you run into, right? Like don't that somebody take the ball and get it across the finish line. That's all I want to know. I don't want to be delegated to somebody who only knows their limited part. Completely agree. And, you know, and, and that's part of the thing too. Like if you end up talking to showing partner, you that showing partner could probably answer a question or just, he doesn't have to say, I don't know. I need to call the guy who knows stuff. They can say, Hey, I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. Let me check on that. And myself or Dale will get back to you on that. But one of us will get back to you here in a couple hours to make sure that you get the answer you want. Okay, great. And again, I'm not saying Dale's calling him back because Dale knows and I don't. I'm just saying I don't know right now. And if one of us will get back to you immediately. Okay, that, that's reasonable. You know, again, you know, we use this analogy all the time. The doctor doesn't call you back to say your prescription is ready. Right. He doesn't need to. He's being a doctor. No right. one's offended by that. You know, the attorney doesn't call you back to say, hey, I emailed you the thing. The attorney's assistant or the paralegal calls you to do that. We're just doing the same thing, but it's new to our industry. So we're, we're struggling with the transition and, and the and explanation. That's really what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So uh, Alex sent this call in. Should we, oh, go cool. play Alex's call. I'd like to listen to this. I previewed it a little bit. I just got it. So by the way, of uh, everybody that's watching, if you happen to have any calls that you want reviewed, please send them in. Brian and I love working on this stuff. We do it all the time. Uh, so what you you can just email me, dale at smartinsidesales.com, and we'll grab the call and play it, provided that, that it's appropriate. I have had people give me some booby traps sometimes. You know what I mean? So never, never play a live call that you haven't previewed is what I've learned from that. Good point. <laughs> all right, let's check this one out. Let me go over here, finally. Alex, are you on chat? There it is. There's Alex. There you go. Alex says, I'm on. Lay it on. Love it, Alex. So this is a Zillow call. This is about this property on Jensen Drive. 
Yeah, I was wondering if it's still available. Okay, well. Now, I previewed this. We're at six seconds in, and she asks, is the property available? Now, let's listen to what happens and when she gets involved in the conversation again. According to my notes here, it says that the property is under contract. However, the seller is... Now, this is the first reason you should stop looking properties up when you take Zillow calls or any inbound inquiries on property so that you don't have to say that, okay? If I don't look it up, hell yes, it's still available. I have no other information to suggest that it's not. That's one point I want to make there. What do you think, Brian? I agree with that. You know, again, we talked about this on role play this morning and it was funny. The, the agent who took the role play was very aggressive. Hey, this is Brandon with Curtis Realty Group. And uh, Zillow said that you're interested in one, two, three Main Street. I've got time today or tomorrow. Which of those works better for you? That was literally the script that came out of his mouth, give or take a word or two. But he was like, yeah, let's just go set the appointment. And I can tell you, he never looked it up the entire time we were on the call. How do I know that? Because it was pending and he would have said something to me. So, yeah. And, and what we can do, Alex, even, I'll, I'll rewind it back here. So let's give you some scripting for this and for everybody. So Brian just gave you guys probably what is the best Zillow script to use for people who are inquiring. This one here, uh, so you'd want to insert the when you would you want to go see it. But let's say you didn't get it in there, Alex. And she asks this. Yeah, I was wondering if it's still available. Now, I still want to ask if you want to go see this property. So how can I get around that? If I don't, ideally, I wouldn't know that it's not available. If you've looked it up, you see that it's not available. I might just go with something like, well, if it is, when would you like to go see it? Or it could be, when would be best for you to go check it out, right? So I can sidestep it that way, go back to the appointment and then do my discovery, come back around at the end after I've developed rapport and then get into a conversation about what active under agreement means or whatever it is in your MLS. What do you yeah. think? You know, is this property available? You know, I don't know right now. I'll have to look that up. But with that in mind, while I'm looking it up, when would you like to go see it? There we go. Now we've got that nailed down into Dale's point. We can do discovery and then we can look stuff up and, you know, do all that stuff. Because I'm not as hardcore about never look at the MLS as Dale is, but I understand why he trains it that way. Because if you can do it without the MLS, doing it with the MLS is extremely easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's because it's much harder to do it without. So learn how to do it without. Um, so let's hear what happens. And Alex is going to explain this. Okay. Well, according to my notes here, it says that the property is under contract. However, the seller is still trying to show it. And that is um, typically an indicative that the offer that may have may not be the best. So even though the seller is. Under contract means uh, the seller has already accepted an offer, the buyer put the money, the deposit, they're doing their inspections. But oftentimes, the, the seller thinks this buyer may not be like the strongest candidate or maybe they offered a low ball and they're trying to sell it anyway, but they will keep it open to a certain number of days to see maybe if there's another realtor with another buyer who might be able to come in stronger. But technically... When, when that means that under contract basically means that they already accepted an offer and they're working with that offer, it doesn't mean that it's going to uh, actually close. In fact, so a it's lot of the, it is an escrow. That's what it means. Okay. Do you still want to see it or do you think it's like a waste of time? 
Um, I, I like it. My husband doesn't like it. So. Um. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Now, a minute, 25 seconds in. We went from six seconds when she asked a question to a minute and 25 seconds when she gets engaged in the conversation again. So, Alex, that's way too much time, man. Like, you, you want to figure out how to limit at the very beginning of this call you have no idea who this person is she has no idea who you are right so the value is not in you explaining the intricacies of what in escrow means versus whether they're going to accept offers or what they think about it because we're burning too much time and the massive risk is that you're going to say something she doesn't like so so early on in the conversation you want her talking you want to know her story and you want to try to get around whatever that initial question was or mitigate it very quickly. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense, Alex. What do you think, Brian? I agree with that. I also don't. So we still want her to go look at this property. That's at least I do. In other words, I want to get in front of her as quickly as possible. The statistics still stands. The first agent to meet them in person has a 60 some percent chance of closing with them. So I would have shortened this way up. Hey, unfortunately, if, and again, hopefully I don't even have to tell him, but assuming I know this and I'm not going to lie, which I'm not. Right. Hey, unfortunately, this property is pending. What that means is basically the seller accepted an offer. With that in mind, they're still taking backup offers and a lot of offers fall out. So if it's me and I like this house, I definitely want to go take a look at it because there's a real good chance you can still buy it. With that in mind, I have time today or tomorrow. Which of those would look better, work better for you to go take a look at it? I told them the truth. I told them it's pending. I told them there's a chance it might fall out. And then I just went back to let's meet. So I think he, I don't remember the exact verb, but he said, would you still like to go see it? What that implies is maybe you shouldn't. And maybe that's not the good thing. Take control of that, be in charge of it and say, Hey, you know what? If it's me, I'm still going to go take a look at it. It'll be a real good. And you know, here's the worst thing that happens. Miss seller, miss, miss buyer that, you know, we get to know each other. I'll know what to look for, for you. And I'll have an opportunity when I'm looking out at other properties to know what stuff makes sense for you. So with that in mind, when, you know, do something to get the appointment and don't do it in a way that makes it, well, if you really want to, we can go see it. That's what I heard. I'm not sure that's what you were trying to convey, but I heard, well, if you really want to, I guess I'll go show it to you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully that shortens it up for you, Alex. Let's see what happens after this, because obviously we've got another three minutes and uh, 40 seconds in this call. So it sounds like she doesn't immediately bail on you. Yeah. What do you like about this house, if you don't mind me asking? Like that. Well, it has room a room for job, RV Alex. parking, right? Yeah. We have, an, we have an RV and we're currently um, owning here in Porter Ranch. Um, but we pay for RV spot in Simi Valley monthly, a hundred or $200. Oh, and so, then yeah. I'm also having another baby. So I need a, another bedroom. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so are you currently, um, currently renting in Porter Ranch or do you think you're going to sell that in Porter Ranch and then make the move? Yeah, I'm going to sell this one. And then we're planning on buying another cash, um, house maybe uh, 1.5 or less. So, but okay. it'd be a contingent sale because we'd have to sell this one and then use more savings because yeah. we wanted to hopefully buy cash. Okay, makes sense actually. Uh, what I have noticed because of the tight inventory, there's a lot of strategies that we can put in place. One of them, which is very common, is once you actually sell your house, 
the buyer has to and needs to let you stay for at least a month, maybe two months, but most buyers won't let you stay more than two months. In that way, you actually close on your house, you have cash in hand, and then you'll be able to make offers on, you know, anything that comes through because you have a cash. It is very likely that you'll get the house. And then so you buy that, and then you still have some time to make trips and make and make the move actually without having the pressure of it. But you only have up to two months, and that's a very good strategy. I want to hear how he closes this out. Brian, anything you have so far? I've, I've got notes. Okay. Um, all right. I'm just going to go down to how we close this out. I work for you because half of my day I spend just trying to chase it. Right, sure. Instead of asking him. Um, and then I oh, you guys are already working with an agent. Okay, would you be interested in in seeing oh. it? And maybe I can text it to you and see it if you like the pictures. Maybe. All right, he asked for them to go look at the house. He's worth checking out. Um, well, we kind of have an agent. His friend is our agent. Um, and then I oh, you guys are already working with an agent. <laughs> well, I I, okay. I just look I just look on Zillow on my own, and that's why I sure. instead of asking him. All right, Alex. First thing, stop. Stop stepping over the end of her uh, sentence or what she's saying if you're going to have a chance of uh, converting her. What I can tell is you're like emotionally charged right now because you found out the agent is there and you're like you're getting hyper and you're cutting off the end of her statements because you're like really in your head about what you're going to do about it. To do it for me, um, I just contacted you directly. But um, well, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we no, here's the thing. If, if you already have an agent, let this guy work for you because... Okay, I would rather go with a question here, Alex, but I'll come back to what question that would be. Half of my day I spend just trying to chase these guys to let us in and make the appointment. So if he, if he or she's already working with you guys, by all means, call them up, bug them, hey, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, um, okay, well, it makes okay. sense. If you have already a, a commitment with this person, I appreciate it and, and no problem. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for your Okay, so what I would say, Alex, is you made no attempt at converting her or seeing if you can win a piece of business away from a subpar agent or somebody who she doesn't actually enjoy working with that much or who isn't doing a great job for them. And so I'll do some scripting around that now. Brian, what do you think? I agree with what you said. Um, let me go back just a second to before we, and God bless you, Alex, there's a lot going on in this call. Yeah. So uh, Thanks for submitting you know, it out. Yeah, it's really some really good information and we appreciate that. I'm sure you had an expectation we were probably going to give you some negative feedback. And so I appreciate you being willing to send that over. So um, do you currently rent or do you currently own was the question. And then she's like, well, I've got a house and I've got to sell it. And then I want to pay cash and I want this and I want that. One of the things I would say to you overall and to every single person who's listening to this call, your goal should be to talk less than the other person. So how do I talk less than the other person? That means I have to ask more questions. So she basically basically lined out, we're, we're going to sell this house first and we're going to do this, we're going to do this. So here would be an interesting question. Have you considered any other options? Well, what do you mean? Okay. I love when I get, what do you mean? Or tell me more about that. Well, so for example, you know, you, you probably have some equity in your house unless you bought it in the recent time. So how long you own that house? I've owned it now for 10 years. Well, you probably have some equity in that house. You could potentially to not have to move out of your house go and do this. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's all kinds of scripts you can go through here. Um, Alex talked about delayed occupancy. That's fine. 
I wouldn't necessarily, between you and I, talk about any of that stuff on this call. But if you're going to go down that, make sure that you're asking questions, not just giving, providing information. And realtors are the worst at it. I do it. Dale does it. Everybody does it. Like, I know a whole bunch of stuff and I got to tell you. Ask more questions and uh, do that. Because again, I think this person could do as a bridge loan. I think they could do some other stuff. But uh, I'll let you cover the, uh, I will throw this question out. Um that you can also ask out of curiosity, what's your expectations of an agent? Because I would have liked to known that in this scenario, because it sounds like this person's failing her expectations altogether, or maybe they're not, but I would have also thrown that in there at some point in time. Go ahead. Yeah. So we teach a basic format of uh, four questions that you want to ask when you run into agent. Now we can get real fancy. We can do a lot of different sort of questions and how we position things and what we say. But let's just focus on these four basic. And Alex, if I can teach you this, because she caught you off guard, you clearly had no process for dealing with agent. So if I can at least teach you a basic process for I have an agent, and you can remember that and execute it, then you can get fancy, then you can do more complicated things. So Brian, I'm gonna have you be her, okay? And we're gonna roll this back to where she does, she reveals that she has an agent and you're gonna do it the way she does. So let's play it first so we can hear it. Okay. In the meantime, uh, if I find something that escrow, <laughs> right? Yeah, he might not I know. Dig it. That's the thing. So he's but probably going to be like, no, forget it. Come in and see it. What's the best time for you guys to see it? If if your husband doesn't come along, at least you can actually, you know, bring your phone, take some pictures and kind of report back to him. That was a good job at closing her for that showing without the husband, Alex. Good job. And we'll probably cut that out as a good example to use. So now we're going to hear where she reveals agent, and then we're going to have Brian play that part. Let me talk to him, and then I'll text you back at this number, see what he says, because I'd have to have him see it, too. I have to just convince yeah, him. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and tell him, yeah, by the way, it's an escrow, <laughs> right? If yeah, I not know. Oh, it's so that's thing, not it. So he's but... probably going to be like, no, forget it. Um. Right. Yeah, so let me well, text you back. Okay. In the meantime, uh, if I find something that is similar to this with is. an RV parking, would you be interested in, in seeing it? Maybe I can text it to you and see it if you like the pictures. Maybe it's worth checking out. Um, well, we kind of have an agent. His friend is our agent. You're going to be that part, Brian. So, Brian, um, you know, in the meantime, if I find anything that might work for you and your wife, uh, would you, I can send it over to you and we can schedule a time to go see it. Well, I, I really appreciate that, Dale. Um, but my wife has a friend who I think we're, we're using as our agent. We're kind of working with him. Oh, you have an agent? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a friend of my wife's. Oh, got it. Okay. And are you committed to her friend? Yeah, I kind of feel that way. Yeah, I kind of feel like we're committed to her, yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Have you guys signed anything with her yet? Uh, I haven't. So I'm assuming no, but I guess my wife could have signed something, but I, I'm, I haven't signed anything. Got it. That makes sense, Brian. So what would you say the benefit would be to working with your wife's uh, friend? Just comfort, you know, you know, my wife's comfortable that make, you know, happy wife, happy life, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah. yeah, she's comfortable with him. And so that's what I'm doing basically. Absolutely. Now I'm going to break role play. We would go farther than that, Alex, but I just, those are the four steps that I just used, which is I paraphrased to get him to give me four free, more free information about the other agent. I asked, are you committed to that agent? A very specific question because I want to rattle the cage and see how tight or how loose it is. I asked, have you signed with that agent? Because obviously if they've signed, I can't do anything. And then I went one step farther and said, what's the benefit 
or advantage to working with that agent. So Brian gave me one benefit or advantage, which is that his wife is comfortable. So what that means is if I'm going to close Brian to consider working with me, I better pitch it and include something about his wife being comfortable or his wife accepting it or his wife wanting to do it, right? Does that make sense? That's why I asked that question. So that's a very simple, I have an agent process. Paraphrase, committed, contract, benefit. I love it. And, you know, sometimes they will tell you stuff. Well, I don't know. I just, this guy showed me some houses and, uh, I, you know, okay, but it, let me ask you this. Do you, do you feel like you're getting your wants and needs met by this person? No offense, but you're talking to me instead of talking to them. It, you know, what, I'm happy to have that conversation. I'm just curious. Okay. You know, just anything you can do and you're just trying to shoot holes in this. And it's funny because this came up on my role play this morning. Like someone, we do a role play and then sometimes we talk about it and other questions come up, but we had somebody who basically kind of bailed out on a, I've got an agent question. And they're like, well, I just didn't want to feel like I was stealing that from that person. <laughs> and so here's what I said. And I think it's super important. They're talking to you. Their agent is not doing their job or otherwise they would not be on the phone with you. Now, I'm not saying that some buyers don't go rogue and there's nothing you can do. Even though I've told them 50 times to stay off realtor.com, they still do it. I understand that that happens and that's a real thing, but they don't have a document signed. They're not available to show property. They're whatever. They are giving this person a subpar um, experience. Don't we owe it to the client to give them a better experience? Don't they deserve a better experience? Isn't the purpose of the real estate commission to protect the public? So uh, some people might say I'm rationalizing. I, I, I can I can understand that argument, but I would also say if I lose a client, my fault. And if yeah. somebody else loses a client, their fault. And that's where I, that's where I live. Listen, so this is business, dude. You don't think that Coke would be ready to swap that Pepsi out of your hand at any moment that they could? Of course they are. Amen. We're one of yeah. the few industries where we're all hanging out together trying to eat, you know, the same sandwich from either end. <laughs> That's, a true story, That's interesting. Yeah, we are um, one of the few industries. So yeah. it's competition, man. Listen, I, you know, I, I, there were back in the day when I was like, you know, listing expireds and for sale by owners, not, this is funny now, but like my friend, Billy would come walking out of the FISBO as I was walking in or Allison would from another brokerage would come walking out of the appointment and I would go walking in. Right. And so it's, and we were, we were competitive. Obviously I wanted them all to lose and I wanted to win, but it's still competitive. Do you know what I mean? And at, at the end of the day, after a couple of beers, it's no hard feelings if you lose, but you know, yeah. you're still going to try, you're still going to hustle for it. Absolutely. And I, I and that's the thing, that's why you got to look at it, you know, and, and every, are you ever going to steal a client accidentally where, you know, the other agent was doing a good job and you just got a flaky buyer? Yeah, it might happen. It could happen. It happen. Yeah. But you know what? 95% of the time, that's not going to happen. And, you know, if, if I did my job, you're not going to bail on me. Right. If you did your job, Maybe there's two criteria there. One, are you committed? Two, have you signed? If the answer is yes, I'm committed, and yes, I've signed, dead in the water. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and you should. You should go away. You should not try and convert that person. Even right. if you have the capacity to convert that person, you should not try and convert that yeah. person. I agree. Yeah, exactly. All right, good. So, there's a, uh, Alex. There's a question. 
Alex yes. has a, uh, oh. there's a question. So, and uh, because it's your process, I'm going to let you answer that. So, oh yeah, Alex. So Alex asked, uh, will you please repeat the four questions after learning the, I have an agent? Yes. And Alex, I think you can download that PDF from my website too. Uh, it's the, I have an agent process. The four steps are, you're going to paraphrase, right? Which is just, oh, you have an agent or whatever they said, you're going to paraphrase it back and wait for them to add more information. Then you're going to ask, are you committed to that agent or that person? Have you signed with that agent? Uh, what's the benefit or advantage to working with that person? So again, this is a very simple process that I want you to use that could have been very effective in this call. Potentially, you might not have been able to get in there, but you might have been able to. We have no idea whether she likes that person or not, how committed they are or not, or how well they know the person or not. But we didn't find out because we didn't ask. So first step is follow that simple process first and then get more creative, then be a little sharper with it, but at least master that four-step process so that you can stay in the fight when you run into that again, when you get surprised, right? Because she hit you out of left field with that one. And, and let me add just one little thing. If they say something like, um, well, I've, there's this guy who's shown me a couple of houses. You know, I understand Dell step two is, are you committed to that person? But if they don't give me a very strong answer there, I'll be honest, I'm going to push it. And what I'm going to say instead of, are you committed to that person? Is it sounds like you're not necessarily committed to that person. Am I getting a good, the right read on that? Yeah. Because if they say I'm working with Brian Curtis at Remax, well, I knew their first name, their last name and their brokerage. Yeah, I got some work to do. Some guy who showed me a couple of houses, spin that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that wouldn't be a I think you could certainly with discretion skip over the committed, signed, etc. Somebody who showed you a few houses, you may still have to ask if you've signed anything with them. Depending oh, absolutely. On. But you know, again, I'm going to just use a slightly different script that says, Oh, it sounds like you're not committed to that person. Yeah. No, I'm really not. I've I've what I've done is I've given them a suggestion, um, yeah. subconscious programming, and I'm basically saying to them, You're not committed to that person, are you? Well, no, I'm really not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then I'm going to say, but but by the way, I do want to make sure you haven't signed anything. No, we haven't signed anything. I can't remember the guy's freaking name. So right. you know, good. Because Excellent. by the way, people all the time know the answer to this question is if I say I've got an agent, maybe they'll leave me the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. keep that in mind as well. So absolutely. Uh, so good. Good. Stuff today, Brian. Thank you so much. By the way, Alex, thank you for participating, sending in that call. We do have it. group live training every single week. Alex, if you're interested, you can jump in and be trained on this stuff with our expert trainers. And we'll see all of you all next week again on Cash Call. Appreciate it, everybody.